Hey, uh, mitts and chicks. He scores! Sider wins it for Detroit! Oh, Sider with his first National Hockey League goal! Uh, thanks for the support. Appreciate uh, you guys supporting me and uh, the Sharks. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mitts and Chicks podcast. It um, is a beautiful day here in Texas. I hope you're all having... Is it still snowing in LA, Mads? Um, it was never snowing in LA, but it was hailing. And oh, apparently, apparently it'll be hailing again on Wednesday. So um, we're just going to see. We're going to see awesome. how it is. I like have been refusing to leave my dorm, but um, tell me about it. Hopefully it gets better. And Callie, how many degrees under zero is it up where you are? Not many. It's not bad right now. It was pretty warm. We're spring. We're approaching spring. I am so glad. Well, um, welcome back, everyone. We had a fairly, for us these days, a fairly short little gap between our episodes. I'm really proud of us. And today we have the episode the episode that we've been waiting for for so long today we are interviewing the incredible the inimitable madison abe kuval maddie would you like to say hi to everyone hi (laughs) um so we love not only the sport of hockey but the people who work behind the scenes the people who just exist behind the scenes because they are so much more important than the media will ever let you know um maddie here has had to move probably like 80 times in two years and um (laughs) we we just we've been such a fan of maddie for so long her wag jackets are the peak of fashion and uh we cannot wait to ask you some questions so do you just want to start with um a little introduction tell us a little bit about yourself tell the listeners a little bit about yourself um oh no I don't know where to start (laughs) um my name is Madison I am I'm from Pennsylvania I guess y'all said like where you guys are are at or are from so I'm from Pennsylvania um that is actually where I met Nicholas um when he I say Nicholas it's not his name in French it's Nicolas like it's beautiful (laughs) it just started back when we first started dating I knew the S was silent so I would like call him Nicholas on purpose but now it just turned into his American name <laughs> and all the broadcasters I'm sure you've heard like they all say it so I just find it so funny <laughs> so um but I'll just like put it in there that that's not technically his name um but I met him when he was in Allentown um in the AHL playing for the Phantoms so that's kind of where my PA roots kind of come in but yeah, so that's where I'm from. Um, since then, we've kind of been all over the place, it feels like. Um, Philly, Colorado, Toronto, and now in D.C. 
So I'm very excited to get to chat with you guys and sort of give a little insight to what it's like kind of like behind the scenes of hockey and away from the whole TV and game day aspect of everything and just kind of, yeah, I guess get to know you guys a little bit more as you get to know me. I just want to say that um, we are, this is a very special episode because we are celebrating our one year. Our, the first episode of the podcast was, I think, March 3rd of last year. And yeah. I know from just from the beginning, um, we, ever since we first saw the first TikTok that um, Maddie had posted, we have just been like, we need to get her on the pod because we just, we want to talk to her because we think that you're like the coolest person ever. But we are so glad that a year later we made it happen and we're just so grateful that you took the time to talk to us yeah talk about a one-year celebration no seriously congratulations you guys that's a really amazing accomplishment i have like literally in my drafts um a tiktok that i filmed like getting ready for this and then i was like maybe i shouldn't post it yet because i wasn't sure if i'd be on camera (laughs) so and literally in my film it says like i might not even be on camera so maybe this is a big waste of time (laughs) But yeah, so I'll post that and I'll make sure I tag you guys and everything. But yeah, Thank I mean, so my, the OG got deleted and banned and whatnot. That was a whole, I don't I still don't even know what happened there. But yeah, that was kind of an accident. Like I was just bored when we moved and I had only a few friends and and she's awesome and so she was kind of the inspo of like you should just start posting this like people would love to see you know what you do or what you wear and you know I had been working um, in modeling since I was 16 and I really missed doing that that was kind of my I did it very frequently when we were living in Philly going to New York all the time um so I, I just missed having that outlet of something like for me to do. And it was really hard when we moved to Colorado. So that's kind of where the TikTok came in and just had a lot of encouragement from friends and family being like, we think you're funny. Like maybe other people will think you're funny. <laughs> I'm sure like less people think I'm funny than they thought would, but <laughs> it's nice to find a little niche, like group of friends online, especially when it feels like you don't live a very like, um, I don't know, like stable lifestyle of always having like the same group of friends. (laughs) Yeah, it's honestly, that's funny because that's kind of how this podcast started. I texted them. I was like, you know what, guys? I bet (laughs) people would think we were really funny if we made a podcast. (laughs) And they were both like, yeah, we are really funny. (laughs) And then our friends, um, our power player friends, like, you know, fed our egos a little bit. And, um, you know just like you said I'm sure less people think we're funny than we think we do but it's okay because we're having fun and that's what matters so like do you know Allison Cooch and like um her and like the NFL I think that it's been really fun how um the we all know the NHL isn't like a big personality league unfortunately (laughs) but it's been so cool to like see your TikTok and be like, wow, there are people associated with the NHL who do have personality. And um, we, like, and I just, I love what she's been able to kind of do for the NFL, especially from like getting female viewership. So I was just yeah. wondering like, if it, an o- opportunity arise, would you like to kind of step into that almost ambassador role with the NHL? I think that Allison is so cool. <laughs> I've been following her for a while. And it was actually, I came across her. So my TikTok for you page or whatever back 
when I first started posting was like just boring, you know, all the basic trends. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I had a ton of cooking videos, a ton of like fridge organization videos and just regular fashion. It was like what I, what I wore today or fit check or I, I had a lot of fit checks. So that's like what I started posting was my game day fit check. So I'm like, oh, I've never really seen like someone post this type of content of like what to wear to a sporting event. That's not like boring. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and also at that point in my life, that was like the main thing I had going on, which can sound sad, but it's, it's not a bad thing. You know, it's exciting. So that was sort of what I would be excited for and dress up for. So that's where that all kind of came into play. And then later throughout the season, I started um, getting some of Allison's videos on my page. I started getting some of um, Whitney's videos on my page with Dalton from the Broncos because we were both in Denver. So I would see a lot of her content. Um, another girl, Jordan, her husband is an Eagles player and we were from Philly. So I started seeing her content. And from there, I just started seeing this like beautiful collection of women that are like so supportive of, of their husbands and their jobs. And it was like, so in the beginning of me posting, I did get a quite a few of like comments, you know, saying like, why would you wear that to a hockey game? No one cares. They're not going to notice you. Like not even people who even knew that like I was going to support my part, like my partner. <laughs> so seeing all of those girls and them kind of like thriving and not caring really what anyone thought. I was like, you know what? I can do that too. Like there is pretty much nobody that I know of doing this for this sport, which is so male dominated. Now I'm not going to pretend to be an athlete like, at all. <laughs> I'll never act like I even know what's going on half the time. I'm, I'm much more knowledgeable now than I was. That's for sure. And I do try to learn like everything going on right now. We have the trade deadline coming up and mix away. And like every day there's new stuff going on and I don't always understand, but the longer obviously that he's up in this league, the more I learn. So just by seeing the opportunity of like, maybe I don't know everything. I'll probably never know everything. I probably won't even know 50% of things by the time he retires, but I don't care. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to like make it a fun place for girls that want to watch hockey or just also are like a girly girl that's into sports because you can be both. And I feel like now I'm both. <laughs> I, I always wear heels <laughs> to games or like I wear, you know, boots and skirts and dresses and whatever. Like it's never just the typical jersey and jeans, which like, I would wear that if they made some that were <laughs> like flattering, but you know, that's just not for me and that's okay because my style is not for other people. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of is how that all came about. I feel like to be an ambassador is like a really big word. Cause I don't feel like that many people know about me or like care yet. Maybe one day they will. And maybe that would be super, super cool. But I feel like in the end, it's just kind of to provide some laughs or like positivity surrounding a game that can get like really, really intense, really fast. I've noticed that was another thing I didn't know about was how like I know it's an intense sport. It's fast. It's physical. It's like mentally exhausting. But like the fans and the audience, like they take on like a whole new level of all of that is not even just like the team's battling it out it goes like completely through the arena through the internet into households like it's crazy so to just have a little bit of I don't know humor a lot of people don't get the jokes and that's totally fine but the ones who do are pretty funny they're my kind of people <laughs> I love that yeah I am similar I'm like you know I do wear a jersey and jeans but I also love 
I'm a very, you know, I think all three of us actually are pretty feminine and we're also all huge hockey fans. I never played hockey. I was never an athlete. I'm a musician. I played the bass guitar and I sing. Like I'm not, that is not my world, but it's something I'm really passionate about. And it's always nice. Um, it's always nice when there's other people who are kind of on the same wavelength as you. And it's, it's like you said, uh, like it's, we were talking about this before the, um, the, uh, the, God, I can't find my words. Um, <laughs> official team wear for women. It's like, you know, the form fitting deep V like really thin t-shirt with the logo. And it's like, it's the exact same. And every, I can like picture it in my head. And that's yeah. just not what a lot of people, it is what a lot of people want to wear. And that's great. It's also not what a lot of people want to wear. And, um, you know, that variety is important, but it's also, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going everywhere right now, but I, I love it. I agree. No, I, as, as, understand. I think like to, to what you're saying, being in a position like that I am to just kind of show, oh, this is what I'm wearing to games, or this is what I do at a game, like come with me to a game and show like, oh, here's where I go for a drink. Here's where I get fries. Here's where like I go downstairs. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. I had way more content going on in Colorado before I lost that page. And I actually like, I do need to pick up on, on some of that stuff, but I've also been sort of shifting my content a little bit. But um, yeah, I think that it's awesome to have that platform, so to speak, to kind of show that there's a really big shift in who is watching and enjoying hockey nowadays compared to the traditional or what's considered the traditional like viewership of the sport. And while a lot of women probably, if it would have been me like 30 years ago, and my husband was into hockey, I would be like, yeah, I'll go with you. Like, but maybe I don't care. Or, you know, I want to look cute at a game and maybe I don't care about what's really going on. And I'm going to be like fully transparent. I still have those days. There are like, a million games in a year you know and then you're at every single one and you're watching every single one away and I didn't my brother grew up playing locally but we are in rural Pennsylvania you know it's not the same level as a lot of people who grew up playing and it's fun and there's like teams and there's two teams a bunch of teams in PA way more than two so I don't know why I said that but whatever there's teams in Pennsylvania and it's on TV and my family enjoys it but I didn't know like all of the rules and I was pretty like honestly sad to spend my birthdays in ice rinks growing up and stuff like that. So it's not like I'm a, a super diehard fan growing up. I am now, of course, because of the circumstances. But I just think there's a whole new audience to engage with and interact with and attract where like it's a missed opportunity if there there's not change being made or like embraced in you know this this industry i think yeah i think i think tiktok is so much fun too because it's such a community builder and i i definitely like i can't imagine you probably experience like hate and and we all even our account like we we get so many sexist comments um which is obviously really disheartening and like hard to deal with but um generally like i think it is an incredible platform um just for like you know finding someone that maybe is in the similar things as you, um, you know, having similar values, having similar interests. And um, the cool thing that I love about your account is that, you know, we follow you for you. And it's, you know, it's obviously amazing. Like, you're such a supportive, incredible partner. And that's such a huge part of your life. But you're obviously like a multifaceted human being with like lots of creative endeavors in your life. And, um, and it's kind of cool that like at any time you can 
switch up the content that you make and, and people will watch it and love it um, because of you. I just think that's a super interesting concept. Thank you. That's so sweet. That's actually really nice to hear because lately I've been like thinking, do people even care about <laughs> this stuff? I've been trying to, you know, post more than just hockey stuff because sometimes I'm like, there's only so much I can so many get ready with me videos that I can make, you know, every, it'll be a different outfit every day, but it's always doing the same thing, you know? So I want to share the new journeys that we're on. So parts of, of wedding planning. And then it's just this, it blows up into this whole thing of like, what do you mean you're wedding planning? I thought you're married. And then it's like, well, we are, but we're still having a ceremony. So this is that story, you know, and, and everything then just becomes this, this like tumbleweed of, of information that just keeps growing and growing and growing. And that I think is the coolest part of TikTok because from that I can post wedding content, DIY content, home decor, hockey outfits. And then I get to make this really awesome community and introduce them to this, this world that Nick is involved in that I then get to also be involved in that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's definitely, I feel like to a degree, it's a lot about like finding your niche. And once you find those people, it's like perfect. Just the best people ever in the entire world. And um, social media is a really great way to find those people. Yeah, I agree. There's good and bad, uh, of course, like with, with all of it. But I just try to ignore the bad. <laughs> Sorry, I have a little, a little puppy here that wanted to join. <laughs> oh my god. She's very hello. clean and hello. like sit on her lap all the time. Say hello. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Wait, um, is that one, is that Mochi or Cece? I think. This is Mochi. Chanel is, she's like being a little angel dog laying on the couch back there. <laughs> I miss my dog at home. <laughs> yeah, honestly, they are lifesavers. I would, I would not know what to do without them. I'm alone so much. <laughs> Speaking of your pups, we we love puck pups. We think it is so cute. They are so cute. They are like, just the sweetest little things. But um, is did you start that account just like as like a fun way to show off your dogs? Or like I know a lot of hockey families seem to have account for their dogs. So is that like an aspect of community building within the NHL? Um, actually, so my dog account is like small. It's like a joke, honestly, compared to like other people's dog accounts that actually are amazingly cute and very well run. Um, so I really can't even claim that I have like a great dog Instagram or anything. It started when I got um, Chanel. So I got Chanel the year that like Nick and I started seeing each other and we weren't living together yet. So I had her pretty much full time. And I would just post on there and like, oh, <laughs> I would just post on there for my friends to see. And, my, and I just thought it was so funny, like, to post and like, act like she was just doing these day to day things as a dog. I don't know why I thought it was funny. I know it's dumb, but I just have that sense of humor. You're either a dog person or you're not. I feel like the dog people get it. <laughs> but um, since then, like, once, you know, once he started playing and I could put dog jerseys on her and, and I would make her matching jackets to me and, and stuff like that. It just kind of turned into this whole other thing where I'm like, I know she's not my child, but I don't have kids yet. So for now she is. And it was just, um, I don't know, just kind of a funny way to, to, to post goofy photos of my dog. And it was funny once we did move in together and start moving all around for my friends and family to like kind of 
keep in touch with us that way. Um, and then once we got Mochi, that's when it shifted from Chanel's page to Puck Pups. And I started doing a lot more of the reels and the videos. Like that's kind of when that stuff all came out on Instagram. Um, and I think that they're so funny together. Like they crack me up every day. Um, so I just try to showcase that. It's been a little tough lately with moving and and potty training and like Mochi just turned one. So, you know, as a tiny puppy, the content was funny. She was so small and like dopey looking and super strange. But now, you know, she's starting to behave a little more. So it's a little easier to, to try and start filming again. But <laughs> yeah, it just kind of started as a joke. But it is fun because... The NHL does love dogs and their followers. They love dogs. I love that a lot of the ranks um, are now working with these service dogs and raising dogs um, for anyone, you know, impacted by disability. And I just think it's so awesome. So I love having the dog account. Um, I'm not that active on it currently, but I should be more. I think summer is when the dog account thrives because I have nothing better to do. <laughs> um, then take them everywhere with me because it's nice weather and they love to be outside. So Definitely keep keep your eye on that for summertime because I'm hoping to like include them in our wedding day somehow, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I would, I would love that. Nick would love that. that. So nice. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that would be lovely. Yeah, Aww. I feel like it started as a joke, but it's definitely cool to see because so many girls have pages for their pets too. And I think it's because like we are always like alone, <laughs> it feels like. So to have like our dogs, it's just funny. Like, you know, I'll post on my dog page and like my friend will comment on their post with her dog page. <laughs> and it's just like, I know it's ridiculous. Like I'm fully aware that it's ridiculous, but it's fun. <laughs> so fun. And it's so cute. And I've definitely followed dogs. Oh, it's so oh. cute. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh. Callie's showing us pictures of her dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> Spring break is in two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, baby. No, I miss my dog. My dog's been like going to sit in my bed um since I've been my gone. And even like my dog on my bed too. Oh, so I mean, like when I first came to school, I mean now he knows, but when I first came to school, like my dog would go sit outside my door because he wakes me up every morning and he was so confused. <laughs> oh gosh. That's devastating. Yeah, my dad sometimes sends me pictures of my dog on my bed. It makes me want to fly home immediately. Yeah, Love I think that that's, that's how Nick is, too. Like, I always send him pictures when he's gone on the road, and I'll send him pictures of the dogs or, like, you know, oh, they're they're laying on your side of the bed. And he's actually allergic to dogs, which, like, he didn't tell me when we got our first dog. He actually didn't tell me until, like, after we had her. Oh, what you doing? Yeah, so I didn't know. Um, so he he does allergy shots for for the dogs because he loves them very much, and he does he would never not want a dog. Actually, Mochi was like his dream dog. Um, so that's how we ended up with her. We weren't really planning to get another dog. He just really really wanted a pug. I don't know why. Um, so that's his dog. She is obsessed with him. She'll always pick him over me. I think Chanel is more. She's more of a me dog now, especially before she would choose me. And I think, honestly, it's just because I'm home with him more often. But that doesn't even matter to Mochi, like, at all. She is all about him all the time. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> well, speaking of, like, starting new ventures, we, as um, Ali mentioned at the beginning, you have been in four cities in the course of less than two years. 
So we were just wondering, like, can you give us some insight into what the moving process is like? Because I think we yeah. see so much of like the athlete, you know, they they just go from one team to another. They're on a flight within or mm-hmm. I guess didn't one guy like recently Uber from like New York to Washington or something like yeah. they're Especially in the Uber. The trade deadline, yeah. <laughs> I actually did hear of this. I guess I guess there was something that happened and he was they were playing against us and he went to he like Uber to New York or something after. And then was like flying to his new team, something like that, which yeah, like there are there are quicker ways to get, but whatever. Right, that's what I was thinking. Quicker and cheaper. All I know is I personally would not want to sit in an Uber that long, but (laughs) you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, and that's that's really honestly what it comes down to. Um, The first time that we moved, Nick was playing for Philly, and he was away. I don't remember where they were. I want to say like Carolina or something, but I truthfully just don't remember it. Like that could just be totally wrong. I don't know. But I know that he was away for an away game and it was, I think the day of the game that he ended up going on waivers. And so he, he called me and I was going to go home. I was home visiting my family and I was going to drive back the next day. And I just remember him calling and saying like, Hey, um, I got put on waivers you know, this either means like we're moving or like I'm going back to Allentown essentially. So I was like, okay, like, I don't know what to say to be honest. I was like my first experience with that. I was like, that's fine. Like I'll just come home a day early. I'll make sure everything's like ready to go in case we need to pack. And so I was like actually freaking out, (laughs) but drove back to New Jersey where we were living um, and just kind of waited for him because then he told me he was coming home, like from where they were. I, I really think it was Carolina, but I don't want to like, I don't want to be for sure. Regardless, he got sent home. So he flew back. He had just arrived there like the night before, I think. Um, but he didn't even get to like see anyone really, or like say bye to any of his friends or teammates there, which was kind of like the sad side of things, but it's also like, it's also part of the business. So he got sent home. And then how it happens is there's 24 hours, like on a waiver period. So if like, say you go on waivers at like 12 or 2 PM or something, then you have until 12 or two, 24 hours later um, to know kind of like what's going on or what you're, you know, what's going to happen. So he came home that night. We went, I was like, just ready to go. Like I dressed up really cute (laughs) and I was like we're going it's for dinner like so we went we went out and then we had a good um set of friends in New Jersey and so we ended up at their house afterwards and we were there until like I don't know probably midnight just like hanging out talking because I think we both knew like you can kind of come to to tell when your time in an area or like in a situation has kind of come to a close, you know, and he was in a position where he wasn't really fitting into the the lineup at that time. And he, you know, not for any other reason other than I think it was just his time to, to try something new, you know, and to have a new opportunity. So when that happened, we got to, you know, hang out with our friends because we just kind of had that feeling like, you know, I don't really think we're going to end up staying here. And of course you hope you, you almost hope for that in that situation, because in my opinion, I think he deserves the opportunity to, to keep playing up, you know, and, and I would, I would have been heartbroken for him if he had to go back, not because we didn't love it there. Like I had a lot of fun there um, just because I know how hard he had worked to get to where he was. Um, 
So then the next day is when he got the call officially that we would be moving to Colorado. Um, and that was pretty exciting. I was very, I was very excited. We hadn't moved, obviously, like he had was drafted by Philly. So he had just always been there for years. And so it was pretty exciting to have that new opportunity. Um, but then what I wasn't like, what I didn't know ahead of time was that he basically gets the call or at two or 12 or whatever. And it's, you know, Colorado's calling him, his agent's calling him, everyone's, everyone's calling everyone. And then it's like, okay, well, we're booking you a flight like tomorrow. So at 5.30 in the morning, the next day, I'm driving him to the airport with as much as we could pack for him, you know, that, that night and his hockey bag and his, like he had to go get everything <laughs> at the rink and, and, you know, then he was off. Yeah. So then the following morning, we, it was like 5.30, 6 a.m. I drove him to the airport and I'm one of those people that's just like, I don't know, I wouldn't say super spiritual, but like I'm a yoga teacher. Like I love like good positive vibes. So it was just absolutely the most beautiful sunrise on the way back from the airport. I have a photo going over the bridge from Philly into New Jersey. And it's just like the most beautiful, like golden bright sunrise ever and that was just kind of a moment in my car where I was just I started crying because I was scared and overwhelmed but also like excited and happy and I think I was just kind of experiencing like all of those emotions that come with a major life change at six in the morning alone in a car <laughs> going over a bridge and it sounds ridiculous but in that moment, I was like, you know what? I just have a, an insanely good feeling about this whole situation. Like this feels like what is meant to be happening. And it sounds dramatic and, you know, maybe it is, but whatever. So that same day, thankfully, my parents um, were in Pennsylvania too and my family. So they knew that I would probably be freaking out a little bit. And they drove to our apartment that we had actually just moved into in September so we lived there the end of September we moved in the like 25th or something of September um we lived there for October and then we moved again in November like that's when he got put on waivers so we have like, just moved in just got everything um and <laughs> it wasn't a crazy big apartment but it was still like finally done uh so my parents came and they helped pack pretty much almost everything that is that same day we went to Home Depot we bought boxes and we bought bubble wrap and just my sisters came my mom and dad and my brother my brother wasn't around at the time but I'm sure he would have helped if he could have <laughs> but yeah the whole family came and helped me pack up and we threw like literally just all our clothes all our shoes just everything in boxes I had packed two suitcases a carry-on and a, and a normal suitcase and I only had Chanel at the time so then I took those suitcases back to my parents and then from there I just was calling every moving company possible um, to try and arrange this move because it's a pretty far you know ride it takes a couple of days from from PA to, to Colorado and the service that um, the Colorado team had provided us to to work with um, they were not planning on getting our items there until like December. The window they gave me was December 12th to the 23rd. So I was like, 
all right, at this point, I'll just spend two weeks driving back and forth and like take the stuff myself, which obviously is crazy. And I didn't do that. Thankfully, um, I ended up finding, I don't think I'd ever go through this company again. Um, but I did find a company that was like cheap and quick and like got our stuff out there. And, you know, it, a lot of it was a little bit like mishandled and, and whatever, but we had bought pretty much all secondhand furniture anyways. It was our first place and it was, um, you know, I don't know, COVID, like hard to get furniture. Um, so it wasn't the end of the world. So that was, that's how that happened. And then they ended up getting everything out there. I'm trying to remember when, I think it was later in November when he went away versus the last time. It was like the 20 something, like right, right around Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, so, you know, whatever. It took a few weeks to get our stuff there. We officially moved into our apartment like the first or second, I think the second week of December. And then we had like to unpack everything the week before Christmas. <laughs> and I remember the first thing unpacking um, was our Christmas tree and decorating our Christmas tree because I was like, it was just, I never went to like a faraway college. I never really did anything like that. So for me at, at 22, that was my first time like moving away from my hometown really further than New Jersey or Philadelphia, you know, that's like two and a half hours. Um, yeah. So I was like, I need to do something that will like make me happy because straight away Nick was you know gone on the road I actually flew out for Thanksgiving there that's when that was I flew out to visit him over Thanksgiving and house hunt or apartment hunt so that was fun and I got to meet you know a few of the girls there and go to a game and I actually made a sweatshirt I bought a Colorado sweatshirt and for the second game I like bought those iron-on letters at Michael's craft store and I ironed on like NAK and then 16 on the sleeve like in the hotel room <laughs> with iron in the hotel room too that's when I made our charity Christmas tree because it was going to be due before I actually moved back out there so I like went like crazy buying all this stuff to put in the tree we had a theme and it was um a Hershey holiday like dog theme and Hershey's because that's like near where I'm from in, in rural Pennsylvania so that was super fun did that in two days like it was a very eventful week for us there um, but yeah so then we moved there and obviously like that ended up being a really amazing situation for us like literally could not ever hope for better um he I pretty feel good like he I think winning is pretty good <laughs> Yeah, winning is pretty cool. And I remember this is so funny, actually, but I don't say this because I feel like some people are gonna be like, yeah, right, that's so stupid. You didn't say that. But like, I actually did say this. And this is how full of BS I am, like, when I talk to him, <laughs> because I'm just like, positive to like an annoying extent where I'm like, don't even worry. Like I was on the phone and my mom was with me and I'm like, don't even worry. Like you're going to go somewhere and win the cup. And I said that just to say it, of course, because I don't want him to panic. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, like my mom, <laughs> anyone listening somehow knows the little towns of Pennsylvania. My mom and I were walking the streets of Lidditz, Pennsylvania, which is like this teeny tiny cute little town. And I went to school there when I was younger. And it was just like the sweetest, the sweetest place. And so we were literally walking the town, having like a nice day, my mom and I, and she was with me. And I remember like exactly where I was sitting on that street when he called me and, and he was, I was just like, don't even worry about it. Like you're going to go somewhere and you're going to win the cup. And I was like, 
at the time i i hate to say i didn't mean it but like i obviously didn't know what would happen and i'm just trying to keep him positive and it ended up happening so there's a video of us when i got to go down on the ice and like meet up with him like jumping i'm crying i'm like i told you it would happen and it was just like a really cool first full circle moment for us and awesome. like that, that year was just incredible so now yeah. i don't you know I, i'll never look at at moving or waivers or trades as as a bad situation because you never know what could come of it and like i think time or change comes into your life maybe when you least expect it or maybe when you don't even want it but it usually comes when it's needed yeah, that's a really nice message, I think, that it comes when it's needed, especially with the trade deadline right now. I remember reading an article recently where a player, um, I can't even remember who, was talking about his trade experience. And he was like, you know, it's 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 the job. And um, he said the hardest part was not being able to say goodbye, which made me yeah. really sad when I was reading it. But um, yeah, talk about manifesting. Holy crap. <laughs> I didn't even think about it like that for like literally the whole year. I looked even through the first few rounds of playoffs. I think it was so surreal because I had never, you know, my first playoff hockey experience with him was when he was in the bubble. So I had no idea what playoff hockey was like. And he didn't really have any idea either because that was his experience too. So the whole time, you know, we weren't even thinking of like, oh yeah, like we said this would happen or, or, or it will happen. Like, you know, each game is exciting and you're just crossing your fingers and hoping for the best and just like wishing so hard that things work out. So then, you know, at the end when when it's finally like happening, you're wow, that's incredible. I can't even believe it. Yeah. So I don't know if I manifested or if I was just being like annoyingly positive, but somehow it worked out. But yeah. Yeah, I know it's crazy with all the trade, the trade deadline, of course, we were some of the girls and I were just talking about those, like, it happens when they're on this super long, I think they're gone for like 11 days again, or something. So we're all kind of just, you know, here, kind of holding down, holding down the fort, waiting to see what's happening. And, you know, every day, I'm sure each other's partners are checking in and saying, like, hey, this is kind of what's going on, or this happened to so and so, or, you know, I my agent told me this or whatever, like, and it's all across the league. It's like such a week of, of high anxiety for probably everyone. Um, maybe not everyone, but a majority of, of, of couples and individuals across, you know, across the board. So, and I think it's always sad, especially when, you know, girls have to go through, through this, especially on a road trip. Um, and just in general, but you know, they, they know then that their husband, their fiance, their boyfriend, whatever, anyone's loved one like they're gonna come home for 24 hours pack their stuff and be gone and then until you can make the arrangements to to catch up with them you don't really know when you're gonna get out there or see them or where you're gonna live and and we're getting closer and closer to the end of the season so depending on you know where you move to you have more or less time you know so is it is it worth it if you have a lot of kids do you want to go home early for summer and do visits to see your partner you know are you do they think they're going going to go like pretty deep into playoffs like do you go somewhere and try to find a place to live for the next two months like are your kids in school like there's a huge life change that that happens for a lot of these people and in, in the span of a day that i think a lot of you know the world doesn't see because they see these guys and, and a lot of people and fans and, and and viewers they look at it as like 
this is a great deal. Like, I'm so glad they're gone or like, I'm so excited to have them. And, and whatever the opinions are, like it, it doesn't really affect the families because it's just, you know, it's so we're so far removed from all of that. It's just that a lot of people also don't really, I think, even know what happens to the families when this when this type of thing happens to a player. Yeah, so then we actually, actually, this this is sad. This is actually sad. <laughs> um, it's, it's not, I'm not laughing, like, because I'm not evil or anything, but it's just like funny timing. And it, it was sad for us. But he had his day with the cup first, because the draft was in Montreal this summer. And that very next day was when he did not receive an offer from Colorado. So he was riding like the highest of highs with his cup party, like everything. And then the very next day, like, you know, it's like a super low, you know, we're, we're emotional and, and we're sad and we're like, wow, you know, of course everyone hopes to go back to the team that they just had this amazing experience with, you know, and, and we were very hopeful. We fell in love with the city there. We had, a, we fell in love with a lot of the friends that we were able to make there inside and outside of the hockey world. Um, we had left a majority of our things there because we, we left to go home so quickly. Um, you have one, you have a week after you win and it's jam packed full of stuff. We can talk more about that in a bit, but just to like get through our, our moves here quickly. Um, yeah, so that was crazy. We, we had moved to home. We went to my parents' house to visit for two days, three days, I think, and then drove up to Montreal and had his day with the cup a few days later. And then the day after find out like, okay, we're not, we're not going back. Like in less than two weeks, it, it's kind of over, you know, and um, you still get the joy and like the memories forever. But the feeling of like, I have this, this experience, this family now, you know, that changes fast. <laughs> and I think that was also my wake up call to, to kind of not get too comfortable where we, wherever we go. Cause I really let myself get comfortable in Colorado and I had, you know, a lot of friendships and memories and I loved our apartment. I loved like, you know, I would go to this coffee shop or I would go to, you know, this trail with the dogs every day. And I like let myself fall in love with living there. And it's not bad. It's not a bad thing, but it was definitely a hard, a hard thing to, to adjust to when we had to go back over summer and pack up all our stuff. <laughs> and that was complicated because he ended up signing with Toronto. And um, when you like move into a new country, you have to stuff so for us it wasn't really worth it we were going to pay more to import it than honestly like probably what our stuff was worth because it like as I mentioned it was all secondhand or or super you know inexpensive stuff that that just didn't make sense to import so I had to go on marketplace and like go through all my pictures of living there that I loved and like list all our stuff for sale <laughs> before we went back to pack up and and try and get rid of as much of it as I could and luckily thankfully we were able to buy new homes for pretty much everything which was great and I got to it was actually really um a nice experience when we did go back because I got to meet up with everyone coming to pick up the stuff and everyone was so sweet and kind and, and complimentary and it was it was pretty cool actually just to you know have that experience and, and realize like oh these people like care about you a little bit you know they're excited to to see you and, and wish you well and obviously not for me or anything I did but <laughs> just to be able to to see them you know want to congratulate him and wish him well in a new in a new endeavor that's that was really special. So did you sell it to mostly apps fans? 
Um, it wasn't like intentionally sold to ass fans, but I did obviously share through like my Instagram story what was available. So I feel like there were um, a few random people who bought maybe some of the bigger pieces like our dining table and our like bedroom suit and stuff like that. But lamps and smaller things like a bar cart and like I was getting rid of a few a few pieces of merch that like I wasn't gonna just take home. You know, I kept a lot of my custom stuff and playoff jackets and everything, but you can only have so much memorabilia. Like, my parents' basement's getting packed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so yeah. that was pretty fun because then I got to see a few a few fans that way, and, and um, that was just cool. But, yeah, so then we literally packed up our stuff, packed up our clothes into all of our suitcases, flew back to Montreal. The next day, we packed up our um, condo that we have in Montreal that um, – he rents out to a guy playing for that team during the year. But so we had to get it ready for him. We had like two days and then we drove to Toronto and <laughs> then we were, you know, just moving in there. We were there end of September, October again, and then like middle of November or early November, I think this year. Then he moved here. <laughs> Same thing though. My mom's a badass. Like my mom came the next day. Like I, I drove him again to the airport and it was around 5 a.m., 4.30 maybe. It was pretty early. All this stuff, it was still dark when I got home. And yeah, drove him to the airport. My mom flew in that same day around lunchtime, helped me pack everything possible. She stayed for two days. We packed up as much as we could and into our cars. And we drove our cars back to Pennsylvania. Um, they kept, you know, with the dogs and everything. It was like six supposed to be like six ish hours or something and ended up being like nine and a half hours it was so long that it was super backed up at the border like you know everything goes wrong on a road trip but that's okay and uh yeah so she helped me pack up and drive and they watched our dogs actually no this is where it gets ridiculous is mochi our pug she was very small when we got her um not unhealthy or anything like could receive all of her vaccines just like very very small and so they didn't want to spay her um, at the time just because of how little she was and anesthesia and all that stuff. So we had it on the calendar. It was actually pretty hard to get into a vet in Toronto. Everyone was really, really full. So we had her on the calendar for the schedule to be spayed. And then like two days before she got spayed was when Nick like texted me, hey, like I'm on waivers. And it was one of those weird coincidences where like I text him and you know, when you text one at the same time and it's one of those weird experiences and you're like, wow, that was, that was weird, but we actually do this pretty frequently. I think that happens when you become like so close with someone. <laughs> I'm sure like if you, you know, have a best friend, you can relate, but yeah. So I'm texting him like, I'm leaving. Don't let Mochi out of her crate. Like she has her period because I don't want him to let her out. And like, she's running all over the house. I'm leaving to go get dog diapers. And he texts me, I'm on waivers. So I'm like, oh my gosh, of course. Like today of all days, like just everything kind of just happened and blew up. And so, yeah, so that's what happened. And Mochi was in diapers. I remember I went to the pet store and got diapers and he went there's a little grocery store right by where we lived. And he went and got me a bottle of wine because he knew what I was in for again. <laughs> and there's this really funny picture of me holding like a bottle of wine in one hand and our dog like in diapers in the other hand. <laughs> We're like, all right, here That's we amazing. go again. You That's know, so funny. It's, it's great now. Like it was a ridiculous experience at the time. So I'm like, really like this dog is in diapers. Like what? And, um, but I, I'm just like, you know what? whatever I'll be able to handle it one day when we have a baby and you know it's, it's, it'll happen again like that's just the life but um yeah so that was crazy and, and it happens so fast which is the craziest part but yep so he was in a hotel every um team will 
put their guy up in a hotel until they can find a place to, to stay. So that's nice. And I got to come then and visit him. It's nice. It was super close to my, my hometown, you know, it's like two and a half hours, three hours. So, um, that was really helpful for us. And I would just bring Mochi and she would sleep in there in her little diapers and <laughs> until we found a place and we're able to move in. And yeah, so then that's how we ended up here. And this is our fourth team in like two yeah. years. Seasons. <laughs> Easy peasy. Yeah, that's that is what I was talking about at the beginning when I was like the behind the scenes stuff that needs appreciation that doesn't get it as often as it <laughs> deserves it. I like it makes yeah. me wonder, like for guys who don't have partners, like how do they even do it? Like what? How, how do you find the time? It's crazy. It is. It is crazy. And I, I think that um, a lot of teams are are very helpful. And for us, I think because we didn't have much to, to bring, we could pack it into cars mostly. We had a moving truck go, like a van almost, like a smaller truck go and pick up stuff and bring it like my instruments and, and uh, my, my desk that I'm sitting at and stuff like that. Mostly my stuff. Honestly, I packed a car full of everything he needed, shoes, like shirts, ties, suits, like anything that was his was in the car. And I just left pretty much almost all of my clothes <laughs> in Toronto. Um, Cause I was just so worried about him having what he needs while he's trying to focus on learning a new team, learning new, new guys, learning a new system, learning a new coach, like all of this other stuff that he shouldn't really be worrying about. Like, you know, Oh, where's this or where's that? Or like, I randomly need this one thing. So I just kind of brought all of his stuff and then <laughs> didn't realize Really, that like I'm not going back for my stuff. Like I have to wait till it comes on the truck. <laughs> so I was living out of a carry-on bus. All right, I just made a few like TJ Maxx runs here and there, and life was good. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. I I really feel for the people that have to go through that on their own because I think, especially knowing Nick, if it, if he were on his own, he would totally 100% rely on help from a team. So I'm hoping that each team has. Um, you know, the opportunity to help like those guys who need it and say, hey, we can arrange like a full service moving company for you. You just have to call your building and give them access, you know, and they'll pack it and they'll ship it here. Because otherwise, I don't know. I don't really know what they do, to be honest. And maybe I'm crazy. And maybe I do way more than I should. Maybe I should hire one of those, you know, moving services. But at the end of the day, I'm like, this is a role that I can play to, to help him, you know, and to assist in his career and, and what he does for us. So I'm happy to do it. <laughs> That's incredible. Like you just, again, you see so much of like the athlete, they're just getting there and like no insight into behind the scenes when it's just, just, it's just so amazing that you've been able to do this journey like so many times and like, and that you've come out of it so strong. It's just it's really inspiring. Yeah, I mean, I cry. Like, yeah. <laughs> I cry. yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's inspiring that like it's. I, I was like amazing. totally having a breakdown in Toronto and I was like, oh my God, I can't do this again. Like, are you kidding me? I can't believe this is happening. Like we just moved, we just moved here. And I was like fully losing it for a minute. And my mom was like, you need to get a grip. Like this is your life and it's not that big of a deal. She's like, we're just gonna chuck it in the car and go home. Like it is not that bad. And I was like, okay, I needed that reality check. But it was, it's really easy to get, you know, caught up in like the, the stress and the anxiety. And you're like, I just met the people here. like. Who, who am I gonna who am I gonna know there and I have to find a new place to live and I have two dogs 
thousand. You know, we don't even have kids yet. So I'm hoping now that I'll be like, you know, when we do have kids, I'll be like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> but so it was such a blessing. It was such a blessing to come to DC. I love living here. It is like closer to home, which has been nice. Like we got to see my family for Thanksgiving and then his family could come for Christmas and be with my family, which is awesome because they don't get to see each other that often being from, you know, so far apart. So yeah, very, very lucky to have been able to come here and especially to be reunited with some of my friends. Like I got to see, um, we get to see the Kempers again and we know, um, he had played previously with, um, the Gustafsons in Philadelphia. So just a few familiar faces that, that were really nice and welcoming to come to. That's awesome. Um, we were wondering on the slightly happier side of traveling, <laughs> you know, um, you get to go to away games. And uh, we were wondering, is there anywhere in particular where you're like, Nick's playing a game there. I want to be there. I love going to these places specifically. Um, do you really like going to Denver? Have you gotten to uh, go to some Avs games recently since um, Nick left? Yeah. Yes, I love, I don't actually go to like that many away games. I feel like I go to a good amount, but I could go to more. Um, but sometimes it's just more exhausting to go, I think, than to just like wait out the road trip. Also, yeah, it's, sure. it's, you know, it's his thing. So I can, I can find things to do with myself here and have my own thing too. But there are certain instances where I'm very happy that he also like, likes when I go <laughs> because I was so happy to go see our friends in Colorado. That was awesome. We went to um, the game in Denver where um, him and Darcy got to go back to Ball Arena for the first time and, and be there. And that was so much fun to see all the girls again. And we went for dinner before that game, which was awesome. And we went back to, uh, we always went to Ocean Prime before, before the home games during the playoffs. So we went there. And it was a great time and you know took a petty one of those little bike pedal like pedicabs to the to the rink from there and this like old traditions that we had for for last year and it was so much fun um so that's nice and then another place that i like to visit is vegas <laughs> because i have um a good set of friends in idaho so i never get to see them and it's just a really fun place to meet up with our friends and be like hey who wants to go to vegas <laughs> and there's so much for me to do, which is nice because sometimes on road trips, if, if I'm going somewhere and, you know, I'll go to New York City because there's a lot to do there. And, you know, Vegas, there's a lot for me to do there. And and Colorado, of course, just because we had lived there. So I have friends there. Um, that's great, too. I think next on my list of places I would love to, to go is down to Florida because my brother and his girlfriend have since moved to Florida. So it would be really fun to, to go to a game with them, I think, and, and go down there. It's usually warmer. So <laughs> that's nice. Um, otherwise, I go to Montreal too, actually. I'm going in April with my mom um, to the Montreal game. So I'll get to watch with his his family and our friends up there. So that'll be awesome. I love I love going up there for games too. That's, That's cool. awesome. Callie and I went to um, a Blackhawks-Caps game over winter break. I was literally like just got home. I went to Dallas with a couple friends because I'm at school in Austin. And mm -hmm. I flew in for less than 24 hours before I was going to New York with my mom, Callie took a bus down from Madison and we went to see the Capitals play at the United Center. Oh my gosh. And, um, That's so fun. Kind of wished you were there, but whatever. It's fine. Oh, and we actually, <laughs> yeah. And um, for that game on Twitter, the Capitals had released the lineups 
and mm-hmm. it said that Nick was scratched and we were so yeah. bummed. But then the game starts and he's <laughs> out there and he's playing and we were like, oh my God, like talk about manifesting, winning an entire Stanley Cup. Wait, Family wait, we I think the story is so happy. like, the full story is funnier, but um, yeah, we, we were the girls <laughs> with the signs in our- <laughs> I know, I think I, I saw them online. I show him when I see stuff like that and he thinks it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we were the, the play 96 cowards. And then like, so the game starts and then I'm like, Ali, like, what's his number again? Like, are we sure it's 96? Because there's like a 96 out there. Yeah. And then and we're I like, know that it's 96. <laughs> I know that it's 96 because Jake Wallman on the Red Wings is 96. And they're two of my favorite players on their, their respective teams. So it's like, no, 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 he's definitely 96. And we look down on the ice and we look up because United Center um, shows the lines that are on the screen up on the board. Oh. And I, we checked and we were like, there's no way. We were yeah. so thrilled. We were so happy to him this year and that's like too I think is uh something that I don't like I still don't understand exactly how all of that stuff is arranged or or decided or anything like that and that's like never going to be my job so I don't really worry about it too much but (laughs) it's happened a couple of times where he'll be like oh I'm not I'm not gonna play today or you know I have a day off or whatever and um then he ends up playing so last minute I'm like scrambling to to go to the rink <laughs> and be like ready to to be in that frame of mind where all day I was like oh okay so tonight like I'm gonna make this or do that or clean this you know and and I have to shift and get like there and the games are fun of course but they can be a little overwhelming and I think you know from time to time it's like I I love his days off like not when he's not playing in a game but like actual days off because it's just nice to to be with him outside of the rink which I feel like everyone assumes is like you know it's great and I'm like I'm just like home all the time and I have so much fun and he comes home and like we do everything together but like I don't see him much he's gone for hours every day at practice you know then he'll come home or he'll have appointments you know he'll have like a treatment session or you know whatever a dentist appointment or or an allergy appointment or like his insole appointments or whatever. And so, you know, it's, it's almost till dinner time that he's home and then, you know, we're cooking a HelloFresh. And, and by that point, yes, we do get to hang out. And there of course are actual off days, which are great. Um, and I try to like plan stuff <laughs> those days for us, but you know, otherwise he's at the rink. They have a, a morning, you know, activity skate, whatever they do in the morning <laughs> before a game. And then they go back early for game days. So it's, you know, he's not really home that much with me and then on road trips you know obviously it's a road trip they're they're not and they've had quite a few long ones this year I think so it's been you know a lot of time alone but that's okay because that you know makes me independent and I get to you know work on my hobbies and, and my own thing and, and it's all it's all good <laughs> at that game he got his like first two points with the Capitals and it was like <laughs> Just that, and the OV that was the OV hat trick to reach 800. So it was like mm-hmm. the most perfect game to be at. Really like, good game for us. Really <laughs> good game for us. Well, we really had just awesome. we had yeah. gone just because we really wanted to see him play because we're like, he's my favorite player just because I was an Avs fan. And then I'm like, for some reason, every single time I was at the game, he would score two of something. So I was there like for both yeah. games, he scored two points for two goals. Was, like, yeah. He was really thriving there. And I also think that's why he was so like in love with the place. You know, he he yeah. felt like confident there and felt comfortable. So, you know, and, and it changes like and it's hard to, to keep that footing when you move so much because you go from like getting into your groove, you know, and, and there was he was lucky he, you know, fit in well with the guys and, and the crew and everything. 
and then you know we moved to, to Toronto and and here and then it's not much time and you have to learn new people new ways of play new new everything so you know whatever it happens he just does his best to, to go in and do you know what they ask of him and yeah but that's so cool I you must be lucky <laughs> no it was like seriously yeah both two goal games and then like two like two assist games and I'm like this is you're my favorite player now (laughs) I remember I was watching one of those games on the tv in a restaurant and I was in Arizona and I knew I found out about Nicholas Abekubal Nicolas Abekubal the player through you because Callie was a fan and then she's like oh god wait his girlfriend's way cooler than him and would send us like your posts and we're like oh my god you're right she is so cool and then I remember I remember watching the game and it was like, Callie, I think, I think Maddie's boyfriend just scored. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, you weren't at the arena yet. You were late. You were running late, Callie. That was the Kings game. That was the Kings was game. The Kings I was rooting game. for yeah. that trick. Yeah, we were, we were like, we were like, oh my God, Maddie's boyfriend is on hat trick watch. That's so exciting. Yeah, that was I, I knew him as Maddie's boyfriend for a while. I, remember I was like sitting there like, please, 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 please. And it didn't happen yet, but that's okay. Cause it will happen one day and it will be very exciting. I should go to a game then. <laughs> I, <laughs> Am exactly. I ready to <laughs> No, but like, yeah, we, we just, we just want to say we, he's a good player. Yeah, but you're cooler, but <laughs> Um, but just speaking of like kind of having to spend so much time alone, what are your tips for doing long distance? Since I know that you guys are definitely in a very unique situation, but like just for so many people kind of dealing <laughs> yeah. with this, like what's Callie's talking about herself. I am talking about myself. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm here for the girls, whether they're involved with hockey or not. But yeah, so we started seeing each other and like kind of had I'd say like long distance straight off the bat, but it was more of just like summertime, you know, and, and it was more ca- casual, but talking every day, FaceTiming, whatever. And then, um, you know, obviously like we ended up moving in together shortly after that and everything, but the real like long distance when, when your relationship really like evolves and like matures is, is probably when he was in the bubble and when COVID hit. Um, Cause at that point it had been like, over a year and um that we had been like talking and and whatever and um yeah so that part was tough because he was working here obviously he's Canadian and so when the NHL like went on pause they pretty much like told all the guys you know hey you should like if you're not from here like go for two weeks and that's it two weeks and then you know obviously there's an exception to to certain players but but he was kind of informed of was like if you can go home like you know and um then it ended up obviously not coming back for a while so he stayed through my birthday that that um year so the last game was like march 13th or something and the next the next game after that was the one in nashville and i was going to go there for my 21st birthday with my best friend and we were going to do nashville and the game for my birthday and then that like it got shut down everything got shut down so he stayed through my birthday and he left the day after to drive up to Canada and like I was sad of course but he's like it's only gonna be two weeks like everyone thought that at the time (laughs) so it ended up being like four months and that sucked (laughs) honestly it was worse for him than it was for me because of all of the restrictions in Canada it was um, a lot more intense than 
then especially in rural Pennsylvania, like we kind of got off the hook early with a bunch of stuff and up there they, they didn't, you know, even, even when we went later that summer and even the next summer, there were still like a ton of rules, I guess, quote unquote, like in, in, in practice for COVID. And um, so he had a harder time, I think, not with long distance, just like in terms of what he could and couldn't do there. Um, and he's used to having fun summers in Canada and seeing his friends and stuff. So for him to be there and not have that, and it was kind of cold and everything was closed. And so that was tough. And I just remember him like FaceTiming me on his rollerblades, skating laps, like around his neighborhood, because the gyms are closed, you know, so and he's going for runs. And what we would do all the time is I would make a list like pretty much every month of um, long distance, like virtual date ideas, you know, so there were some nights where we would have virtual dinner dates, and then we would do watch a movie together on Netflix, and we would FaceTime. <laughs> and there was some nights we would like, bake cookies together, like go to the store and buy the same ingredients for a recipe and like bake together and, you know, stuff like that. And, and it sounds cheesy and lame and, you know, but it, it helped us to get through that. And it was fun. And I would send him like, you know, I sent him a care package of like, and it was, it's actually funny. I have pictures of it on my phone, but it was pug themed because <laughs> it's always been a thing. And I would, I sent him this like stuffed pug and it was like, Hershey kisses in a jar and it said like sending you pugs and kisses and like you know dumb stuff but um just little things like that <laughs> that we did like to kind of have fun through through the situation and then um he came back for practice and like training I think I don't remember how long I'd say maybe two weeks or something um and then left again for the bubble and that sucked that was that was kind of you get like a little taste of like oh you're back and it's great and then they're gone again for like two more months and that was kind of crappy. Like I sent him a care package to the, to the hotel too. And it like never made it. So I don't know what happened there, but um, whatever. <laughs> it was full of like snacks and toothbrushes and like deodorant and stuff that he would have wanted, but whatever, it never made it. <laughs> I even like called the hotel to be like, did you like deliver this to the wrong room? Cause I would, I would die. But they were like, Oh no, we never, <laughs> we never got that. <laughs> so Oh, who knows? And also it's probably so secure at the time that if they did receive a package, like they could have just like disregarded it, you know, and they could have been like, yeah, we're not accepting this because we don't know where it's coming from. It stinks, but it's worth it. I think. <laughs> Those dates are so cute. That's so cute. Was, we watched like probably all of like the Pirates of the Caribbean series. And like we had been streaming, um, Tiger King, like all the stuff that came out during COVID. We baked, like his favorite thing that I baked for him is chocolate chip cookies. And I have like been baking these cookies since I was 12. And like, I don't know, I used to want to be like a pastry chef or like a a baker, you know? So I would like edit the recipe and try to make it better or whatever. So he like loves these cookies so much. And so he's always like, every time we go somewhere or, you know, someone needs something, he's like, you you should make them cookies or we get a new neighbor. And I know it's just because he wants them. But, you know, I just, I play along with it and it's all fine. Guys, stop it. Stop I don't it. blame them. Chocolate chip cookies are so good, especially homemade. Yeah. So Ugh, that was so good. funny because he's not a baker at all. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like it. He doesn't, he likes to taste test and that's it. So to see him like try to bake over FaceTime <laughs> just to like hang out with me, you know, it, it was very, very sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. <laughs> 
I mean, of course, you know, there are many nights, like I had a video of me on my phone, like, cause my friends and I, I'm a big like video person. I don't love to just like text or, 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 you know, I'd rather FaceTime or on Snapchat. Like all my friends know that yes. I just send them videos talking Logs. throughout the day. Like, I get it. I so love it. Now, words on it I'm like oh my god you're never gonna leave what just happened you know <laughs> and that's how I communicate with my friends but there's a so and sometimes I save the ones where I'm like I know this is ridiculous but I'll look back and laugh um and so there's like a video of me that I have when I was eating strawberries and Nutella with my sisters in the kitchen and I was like yeah my favorite snack <laughs> and I was literally crying because they had like every single day I was stalking the when is the border open you know what who's allowed in how can I get in like I'm like concocting all of these plans of like how can we see each other yeah so there's this video of me and I'm like crying I'm like they just extended the border for another like three weeks like it's been a month and I'm like crying and it's a ridiculous video like so dramatic but it's so funny now we every now and then when it pops up on my memories we just die laughing at this stuff because and you know in the moment it feels like the worst thing ever and you know it is kind of you know especially especially based on what you have going on at the time but I think that you know it's worth it to, to push through long distance we're gonna we're gonna move on to um well, we've already talked a little bit about the wag jackets, but um, we are obsessed with them. We love them. I literally remember when um, when Nick got picked up by Toronto. At first, we were like, oh, how are we feeling, ladies? Toronto, what are we thinking? And then we were like, the wag jacket color scheme is really good. Like, Maddie, Maddie's going to kill that. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty bummed. I think that's a really, like... I know. Although the red, white, and blue will be nice. Well... I'm saying the red, white, and blue, but I, I personally, as a Red Wings fan, need the Capitals to lose so that the Red Wings can make the playoffs. But if the Red Wings don't make the playoffs, seeing the Wag Jackets will make me feel better about it. Anyway, um, is there like, what's the process, the creative process? Like, I just have to know. It's so, they look so good. And it's like, you know, sometimes you see Wag Jackets and you're like, really? So I have to know. How, what's, what do you, what's the, pro- what's the creative process that goes into that? Or is it just vibes? There are like some really incredible, you know, entrepreneurial women out there who have these big shops that that do this actually like much more successful than than I do. And um, they're they're great. And I think like I actually wasn't really aware of of all of that um, until like last year. I learned about a bunch of these different shops and it's so cool, I think. Like I just think it's awesome. But I started this when Nick was in Philly and um I ordered like this iron on rhinestone like flyers logo on Etsy and I put it on a jacket. And then during COVID I painted a jacket. So that's like where it all really started. And I put, you know, I hand painted him on the back of a jacket. And then my friend was really like into taking photos and was doing photography. So she was like, Oh, like, do you want to go shoot in, you know, on the Rocky steps, like Philly in the background. I was like, yes, I have the perfect, most extra thing to wear for this. And I like wore that jacket and posted it while he was in the bubble as like good looking playoffs, whatever. Um, so obviously I don't like hand paint jackets for, for everyone. Cause that takes a long time. But then, um, you know, from there we had, um, a team jacket made that year. And so that was cool. And then from there, I guess like the, the following 
well, I was wearing kind of the ones that I had made and just had fun with that. And I like to sew. So I had, you know, upcycled some sweatshirts and made them cuter in my opinion like I would crop them or add rhinestones or whatever just because exactly like what we were talking about earlier I wasn't a big fan of of the women's wear that was offered through through this team store or the websites or something um so that's kind of how that started finding things that I would want to wear to games to to the to watch him and stuff (laughs) and that I liked um and then the jackets I feel like it really grew when I moved to Colorado because a lot of the girls there were like very very supportive of it and um were also had similar interests you know in in the type of I I feel like the custom stuff kind of like blew up too. Like it's always been a thing for playoffs, but I feel like more recently, a lot of those businesses, especially with TikTok, I just feel like TikTok has just changed like the game for so many small businesses um, that a lot of these, you know, companies started going more viral or, you know, sending their stuff now to to influencers and like there's baseball wives and and hockey and and football and, and basketball and all these sports that now are, and football, honestly, they have like some of the coolest stuff. I love football stuff because they're not afraid to just go like flashy and like be like so different. I feel like with hockey, it's a little bit harder because and well, football is cold too. I guess it just depends on where you live. But hockey is usually always cold, so it's usually a jacket. But they have like cool stuff. I've seen a girl with like a custom like corset top and like I really my next the next thing I want to make is jeans. I really want to do some custom jeans with like some patches or paint or whatever. So I'll, I'll, I'll plan that out. But yeah, um, I started doing, I offered to do stuff for the team because they started commenting on the jackets I would wear to the games that I made just for me. They're like, Oh, where'd you get that? It's so cute. And I'll be like, Oh, I actually, I made this one. Thanks. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, it's from Target or it's from Amazon. And I made it. But um, we did order a playoff jacket through um, an external company that was in Canada. And unfortunately it was just like a big delay with the borders and everything to, to arrive to us on time. So we were like in a serious time crunch for first round and everyone's so excited, you know, to go and playoffs and like, what can we do that, you know, we can have for, for the first round. And I was like, well, I mean, I can make a sweatshirt if you guys want. So from there, I like ordered a, a ton of sweatshirts. I got everyone's size, we did hats. Um, and basically I just had this idea in my head, like the first thing that I noticed when we moved there was like how unique the the city looks in Denver with the mountains in the back and the city skyline and it has these funky like shaped buildings. So I was like, this is so cool. Like it, hockey merch doesn't always have to be about the team and the logo. It can represent where it's from, you know, and like what makes that team special to you outside of just who's on the ice or, you know, who is whatever, like who's involved. So on the back we had, um, I drew on my iPad, like I just like found a picture (laughs) of Denver and like kind of outlined it and like just drew it on my iPad, um, the city skyline, and then added the text of like Colorado Avalanche underneath, um, representing like, you know, it's more, it's more than just your team, especially when you're in playoffs, like you're playing for your city. And I, I obviously am not playing, but like the boys are playing for their city. And, you know, that was like the real moment of realization when we were in playoffs of like how much this actually impacts other people's lives outside of just ours and our partners and how like, it's just like, I get goosebumps still thinking about the people of Colorado and how they all come like came together for, <laughs> for that. So that design was like really important to me. And I really wanted that on something and I was going to make it regardless. 
uh, whether like everyone wore it or not. So it just happened to work out that we were able to do um, that. But I literally spent probably a week, like no sleep, like Nick was on the road. I did think five days of just pressing and weeding and cutting like all the stuff and took it to, um, I took them to our first dinner for um, playoffs and I passed them all out. You know, everyone got their, got their stuff and it was so fun. And, and we all wore them to the, to the first game and it was just so much fun. So then from there it turned into like, we finally got our jackets. Those were in time for round two. And then we're like, you know what? Like, I think, I think we're actually going to like do this thing. Like we could keep going. So from there, you know, it was just easier for me to, to offer to make these things for the girls. They don't have to wait. They can just ship stuff directly to our apartment. You know, I can buy all the materials. And then it turned into like, oh, let's do, you know, some girls wanted a flannel. And I think that was the beauty of it, too, was that, you know, it wasn't like everyone on the team has to pick one thing that we all have, whether you like it or not. You know, it was like, hey, like, I'm here. I'm 10 minutes away. You can just call me and tell me what you want. And like, I'll try and do it for you. So, you know, a bunch of girls ended up going with a flannel and some of us went with like a satin, you know, varsity jacket. And then, you know, for myself, I made um, like a leather jacket, <laughs> just like the stuff I like to wear that I would wear anyway to a game. I was just like, you know what, I could make something on that or I could design something here. And it was so cool. And I, I got a really neat opportunity through that um, experience and was able to design a jacket um, to be auctioned off for for um, the, the avalanche and then I could pick um, a charity to donate to at the end of it with what was raised so that was really cool and um, that was awesome I got to put um, on that design I bought the two patches of the previous Stanley Cups and I like left a hole at the bottom for for the new one because I just had this I'm like you know what it's going on there like it's gonna it has to like this is just gonna happen <laughs> so it had the two patches I had the red white and blue um, or burgundy, white and blue, sorry, stars down the arm. And then on the back, it said um, Colorado Avalanche. And then there was the shape of the state of Colorado. And then um, outlined, of course, and it said like Denver CEO at the bottom. And then little hockey sticks crossing over like the pinpoint of the city where it's located in the state. So that was pretty cool. And that jacket ended up going for like $1,200. I think it was $1,260 that we that we sold that jacket for, which I didn't even expect it to, to like get like a hundred dollars. <laughs> so I was really, really shocked. And it was awesome because my jacket went for more than Nick's jerseys. So that was like the best thing ever. <laughs> so that was awesome. That gave me a little bit of bragging. Love a little bit of bragging. Love it. <laughs> um, I love that. But it's cool because now like even, you know, girls, from that team, people move on or, or move to new places or whatever. And we stay, you know, in touch and you make friends. And now it's like, Hey, we're here. Do you want, could you make me something for this team? You know, cause now I need new stuff. And, you know, so it's nice. I guess, I don't know. I just get to keep in touch with my friends and also be creative and feel like I have something to do for me when, you know, Nick's gone or when I get bored here or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that's, really, that's kind of how that came to be. <laughs> That's they awesome. always turn I've, out so cute like I just it's honestly kind of changed just the landscape of like what to wear to games because just seeing that <laughs> it just I always felt like you know as 
I felt like I had to wear a jersey and stuff or else people would be like, oh no, a woman wearing like a non-hockey thing to a game. She is not a fan. <laughs> she knows nothing. But like just seeing yeah. kind yeah. of like an inspiration, like, wow, I can dress pretty and go to a game and like not have people come up and be like, you don't know anything, name five players. But it's just been- mm -hmm. well, like, I, I totally see what you're saying. And, and I feel like that's like been the unfortunate, like, you know, way that women especially are viewed going to these types of things. And like, I- I can't like be like an advocate like ugh, I don't want to be viewed like that because like if anyone deserves to be viewed like that like it's me like I really don't you know know that much and if I'm going dressed up like I, I don't I'm the first one to admit that I just I'm not there because I know all the stats or that I know you know and I'm okay with that <laughs> and I don't have to I'm, I'm really there to watch him you know and cheer for him and as long as everything's going well and he's in a good mood and his teammates are happy and like my friends are happy you know that's what I care about as long as no one gets hurt you know both teams, you know, both teams, they don't, they don't need to both have fun, but you know, that whole thing. But um, yeah, so I think too, I'm happy to be able to like provide pieces to my friends on the teams who want that type of, you know, merch, quote unquote, because it's not like really merch, but inspired by merch, I guess. <laughs> and then also just for other girls, because I've, I've gotten DMs, which is the coolest thing ever is like, I don't feel like I'm really doing anything amazing. You know, I just feel like I'm having fun or I'm doing what I like to do, which is like create things or, or I like fashion and, you know, all the, all the basic stuff that people honestly, that those, I, I don't want to like categorize all men, but it's usually like guys, you know, who are, are doubting women and what they know, or if they care truly about the sport or, or whatever. And, and like to kind of show them and be like, Hey, like, yeah, you think that like, I only come here to look good, but guess what? Like I come here to look good and enjoy my time. So, you know, it doesn't matter what you think because I'm happy with, with what's going on. So, you know, and, and I think it's cool because I get DMs from these girls and they're like sending me a picture of Jack and they're like, I ordered these patches or like I made this because I saw your TikTok and like, it's so cool because I'm like, really? Like you liked what I did that much to, to do that? Or like you felt almost like empowered in a way to, to, do this and I'm like that wasn't my goal really with doing that honestly I I didn't even know if people would like it or if you know I assumed I would get those comments of like this is stupid this is pointless you don't care about hockey blah 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 like that's what I assumed I would get which whatever it doesn't really phase me anymore but <laughs> to then get that other stuff like that was really shocking and that was really cool and I think that now is like what kind of like encourages me to do more of that and say like oh yeah I make this or oh this is my game day outfit because you know if if I can go to the game and dress like this you know I don't wear a big sign on my face that says like I'm I'm married to that guy you know like I could wear the jacket with his name but even so like anyone can make a jacket of their favorite their favorite player you know like it's like people wear jackets with like I don't know, like Luke Bryan's face on it to go to country show, you know, like, it's just, that's what you do. And you like idolize somebody. That's, that's what merch is. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like an exclusive thing for, for families. But, um, you know, on the other hand, like we're kind of in a position here to like set the tone and, and kind of make the, make it acceptable, you know, and say, Hey, like these, these women belong to be here and, you know, they belong here and they, they're allowed to have fun and they're allowed to know what they're talking about. And you don't get to, you don't get to assume they don't just because they look good. <laughs> <And> <laughs> just because they look good, yeah. Yeah, I, love it. I, think, I think that's pretty awesome to to see that some you know female fans are like, hey, I made this, and it's because of your video, or like, I love that outfit. I've had people, you know, even comment, 
on my TikToks, not like this account's a lot smaller than the other one, and, like grew to be pretty pretty quickly. But um, you know, just saying like, oh, I'm saving this for the next game day, or like, oh, I want to wear something like this. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, it's a totally impractical outfit for a sporting event, but you go <laughs> like, and I love it. <laughs> great i love it i want to i love my jerseys but like it's like i don't wear jerseys in day-to-day life because why would i like it's they're cool but they're not cute and like i would i would love to have i have like a a couple red wings like a sweater and a crew neck that i wear but i would love to have like just like a really sick jean jacket or something one day i'm gonna make one i swear um and i also back to what you were saying before about um it being about more than just the team but about the city i love Mm. that and we've talked about that on the pod before um, cause like, I'm not a Blackhawks fan. I am, I'm a Detroit fan in all sports and have been since I was born, but whenever Chicago wins something, mm-hmm. I still feel some city pride, you know? And I will also say the smartest thing the Blackhawks organization ever did was they have a whole merch line inspired by the Chicago flag, which is, um, really cool color scheme of like this white and red and this really pretty sky blue. And I, I do that. not own Blackhawks merch, but if I did, it would be from that line because it's genius. Like you, once you get the rest of the city involved, like, it's just, I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. I love, I, um, I had, what else did I have? I had a few of the Denver things that were like the Avs logo, but the colors of the Colorado flag and just things like that where I was like, this is so cool. Cause it's more, feels more unique or it feels like, you know, it's more than just, this is a hockey sweatshirt. Like this is like a, I love this. This feels like home, you know, thing. So yeah, I wish that more teams were were able to incorporate that and hopefully like maybe they will in the coming years as as things shift in like the way marketing works and the way like the fans are you know engaging with the team and everything so we'll see maybe i would love to design stuff so if anyone out there needs Um, (laughs) we only have a couple more questions because like we feel bad we've been talking for like nine hours um but you're so interesting and you're so easy to talk to um (laughs) <laughs> first of all we just have to ask what was going through your head when um nick dropped the entire stanley cup <laughs> on the ice uh, <laughs> I, so i think i can't say for sure because i have a million videos from that from that day but i literally might have a video or like was trying to record video as he was skating back like i have to look if i do i'll send it to you i'll see i don't know though but that was just so funny to me like I saw it happen but it didn't really register and then you know after the game I posted this video (laughs) I that's when that like that stupid sound was like oh no oh no 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 it was like trending and so then I was like when your boyfriend like drops the Stanley Cup or something I don't know I said something really just like vague and stupid and I zoomed in on everyone's face in that picture because to me I'm like this is so funny like that immediately went in the girls chat everyone's looking at their faces and they're like this is so funny so I'm sitting in the hotel room waiting for um waiting for him and I like went upstairs to like freshen up like wipe my tears you know because we're going straight into our after party and I made that TikTok literally in the bathroom of our hotel room like screenshot edited it uploaded it because I'm like this is so funny like this is the perfect moment for this sound like I have to post this and I really think that I was like the first one to post that because I was like pretty quick with it like 
to roast him. But and honestly, that's my favorite content to make. And I think that's his favorite content of mine that I make too. And it's great. Like we'll like lay in bed at night and like watch. He wants to watch my TikToks and I'm like dying, but it's pretty Whoa. funny. Sorry, dog fight for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so then I posted that and it went like viral immediately. It had like 6,000, 6 million views or something by the, by the next day. Like I had never had something have that many views. And, um, that was a mistake because <laughs> I didn't really consider the fact that it could go that viral. Cause up until that point, like I had had videos with like a couple like thousand views. Maybe I feel like my most viewed video at the time probably had like, I don't know, maybe 400k or 300k and it was the stupid king garbage video and I was like this is so dumb why are so many people watching this like this is I literally just had like a few vodka lemonades at the game and thought I was funny like that's the whole backstory behind that and he genuinely didn't know like what I was talking about when I was like good game king garbage and he texted me back and he was like what <laughs> I was like I don't know either <laughs> so yeah besides that like I didn't even I didn't even realize like how many, like how, how big it could be until then like Instagram pages started reposting that video and like meme pages were reposting that video. And like, there was like some trolls in the comments, of course. And like, I'm like not responding to a majority of them. I think I responded to one person and there was someone who was like, Oh yeah, like he got zero points or whatever, like saying that he didn't do anything. And then I, I all I said to him, I was like, is your name on the cup? And then it had like, however many thousands of likes like and I I was just also like I don't know I'll defend my friends my siblings my like him my parents like anyone and I'm just not there to like mess around with it like no one deserves that like this is someone who just accomplished something amazing why would you take that chance to just tear them down for no reason so yeah that was the only comment that I made I think to like a quote-unquote hater and of course then that come back too on meme pages and stuff but like I did not see that happening like that. It went so viral so fast. And then pretty much overnight, like my account there blew up and my Instagram account gained like 5,000 followers overnight pretty much. And that was, I wish I had been private on Instagram. I think before then I was already at like 10 K and I had like a decent ish, like a smaller following there, but that was from like my modeling and other stuff that I had done. And then like overnight, it was just like an abundance of people joining my platform, but pretty much solely for like the access to him. So I had to really like kind of be like, okay, well, it's too late now because I wasn't private and, you know, accept that and then be like, I don't know, planning out kind of what do I and do I not want to share? Like, I don't owe anyone like the intimacy of like our behind the scenes and stuff but you know there are certain things here and there that like are just harmless and I'm happy to share so I feel like I definitely do more of like the personal like side of things on TikTok and I feel like TikTok is more of a casual platform and more fun and you know the haters are like I don't know kind of funny <laughs> in my opinion like I don't know and I have my comments filtered so after the cup incident I learned how to do that because I the next day had I think collectively across Instagram and TikTok, I had like almost a thousand DMs and probably 800 of them were just horribly mean. <laughs> um, just like probably like some of the worst stuff I've like ever read for no reason. I'm like, you don't even know me like at all. And then it's like, you know, people saying, you know, all the typical stuff that all, the, all of these girls get who ever 
publicly show pride in, in their partner saying like you're only with him because he makes good money and you wouldn't care if he was an act if he wasn't an athlete and like all this stuff and then I'm like well not like you don't even know me like who are you to, to say anything and you know I don't know. It's just a weird, it's just a weird like thing to, to deal with. And I hadn't really dealt with it at, up until like that point. So it, when it came in like full force like that, it was like, wow, what? And then it's, you know, I don't even bother looking at any of my other videos or like the fact that I was there for his first NHL goal and like, you know, all this stuff. And, and the fact that like I met him when I was, you know, 19 years old, like they were, they don't know any of that. So, you know, I had to learn how to brush all that off, but all good. And, uh, yeah, but that was really funny. I think that it will, it's his infamous moment. Like now it's his, like kind of his legacy is, is dropping that thing. Okay. And it's, I think it's funny. And some people like really took it seriously and they were like, oh my gosh, like this is the worst thing to ever happen to that thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. You know, we hear the stories. So I think it was just an accident. He, I think, in the moment, too, was so shocked. That he didn't even realize he fell, I think, until he was down there. So, <laughs> so good. It's so funny. And then, you know, of course, once something like that happens, you just have to lean into it. Otherwise, it'll just be, like, ripped apart. So it was funny. <laughs> it was great. Um, all right. So we are going to let you go because we've been speaking <laughs> for so long. But thank you so, so much for taking the time to talk to us. We've literally, this is the best one-year anniversary gift that we could ever have and um we want to send you off by letting you know that we talked to uh, our power power player friends in the group chat we were like guys you'll never guess who we got an interview with let us know if there's anything that you want us to tell her or ask her and the resounding comment was just tell her how much we love her um my sister texted me I'm serious. I'll read you. I'll tell you what my sister texted me because she was like how did I, I told my dad this morning that we were talking to you and my sister found out through him and um, she said, you are, she said, tell her that I love her and she is my idol. That's my sister. Oh, oh my so um, we just wanted you to let you know how much you are loved and respected and um, how cool everyone thinks you are. It's not just us, it's everyone. So, so um, anyway. usually like ever. <laughs> I want to send you off with that. And um, you guys thank are you again. Feel free to feel free to chat anytime. Of course. <laughs> I'm home all week. We'll, we'll take you up on that. Um, <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Thank you guys. Um, so thank you again to Madison. And um, we are going to come back soon. We'll do a trade deadline episode. We'll get all of the NHL news. And um, we are super excited to come back and talk soon. Uh, we will see you all next time. <laughs>